Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank. I just want to thank. You, I just thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble, our shield, our buckler, our counselor, our heavenly father. We thank you today, heavenly father, for the gift of life. We thank you today, heavenly father, for eternal life. We thank you today, heavenly father, for casting Satan out of our mortal bodies and your precious Holy Spirit moving in and abiding with us. Father, we thank you for not dealing with us as our sins deserve, but for being patient with us, for being kind to us, for still loving us in spite of our many sins. Father, we give you all praise, all glory, and all honor. We pray, Heavenly Father, as we study you this morning, study your blessed word, that you will reveal your good, pleasing, and perfect will to us. You have told us in your word, Father, let every man be slow to speak, swift to hear, slow to become angry, because man's anger does not achieve the righteous life that you desire. Father, we desire to be righteous in your sight. 
that when we stand before you on that great and terrible day, you will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. Come on up. I will make you rule over many. Father, these and all other prayers we offer up to you. In the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, that God's people around the world say amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty name of our soon coming King, Jesus Christ. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide headquarters here in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, a place where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of millions of God's people all over the world. We thank God today our Heavenly Father for who he is and what he does. Whether we realize it or not, God is the one providing for us. He's the one protecting us. He's the one shielding us. He's leading us. He's guiding us. You know, much like children in the natural Parents are working hard to put food on their tables, clothes on their back, shoes on their feet. A lot of times children don't realize the sacrifices that their parents are making or have made for them. And, and many times we don't realize what our Heavenly Father has sacrificed for you and for me. But we thank God today for what we do know that he's doing for us and even what we don't know that he's doing for us. For God is protecting us from dangers seen and unseen. We're going to take a look today, children of God, at the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13 with a special focus on verses four and five. First Corinthians chapter 13, verses four and five. The apostle Paul writes to the saints in Corinth after telling them how futile it is to do things, even spectacular things, without love as the motivation, he now goes into telling the saints what love is. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, Paul writes, love is patient. Love is kind. 
It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. It rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. We're going to use today as our theme, love is, love is. Again, let us pray. Eternal Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we again say thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing us this privilege to experience another day in the land of the living. You have not dealt with us, Heavenly Father, as our sins demand, as our sins deserve, but you have been gracious, merciful, long-suffering, kind. You have been love that you are telling us to operate in. You have been love. Father, we pray that as we study, show ourselves approved unto you, that you will speak into our hearts and to our minds, words of wisdom, insight, understanding, that we may grow stronger in you and in your mighty power. Help us, Father, for we can do nothing without you, but through you, we can do all things as Jesus Christ strengthens us. Use us, Father, for your glory, for your will, for your purpose, that your name may be exalted and praised. These and all other blessings we ask in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed, let God's people say amen. Love is. Praise the living God. One thing that is very important, children of God, is to know what a thing really is what a thing is really supposed to be, what a thing is really supposed to do, so that you and I can know when we have run into a counterfeit. If we don't know what the real of something is, then individuals can present a counterfeit and tell us that that is what is real and we don't know the difference. So God wants you and I to know the real God, what God will do. And the Lord is dealing with me in my spirit. God will always give his children the real. He will always tell his children the characteristics, the qualities of the real first so that when the adversary and his children come in with a 
counterfeit. When the adversary and his children come in with a fake, they will know the difference. Now, Lord is just flashing something in my spirit. There is such thing as a real Rolex watch. Very expensive, very fine, crafted, very meticulously. And then there is what is known as knockoffs or fakes or counterfeit. In other words, counterfeit Rolex watches attempt to look like the real thing. You need to understand that the counterfeit of whatever, it has to wait until the real has been produced or the real has been shown because the counterfeit has to know what to try and look like. You can't make a Rolex watch just look any kind of way, a, a fake Rolex watch look any kind of way, because what they, the makers of the fake Rolex rocks watch are trying to do is uh, make you and I believe that the fake is the real. So they have to wait until the real is produced and then work very hard to try and look like that. And that's the same thing that fake Christians will do. False apostles, false prophets, they will try and look like. Bible talks about how even Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we know the real so that we are not deceived, supplanted by the fake. If there is something real, there will be something fake oftentimes to try and look like, to try and present itself like. Now, my spirit is going, the Lord has flashed something in my spirit. And I cannot remember the name of this snake, but it is very poisonous. In coloration, it is red and black and white and bands all over his body, but it is a very poisonous snake. Many animals in the animal kingdom know how poisonous this snake is, and, and they try to stay away from it because this is a very poisonous snake. Now, I cannot remember the exact pattern of its color scheme, but it like red, white, black, you know, with bands around its body. But then there is another snake that is not poisonous at all, but it almost has the exact same color pattern on its body as this very poisonous snake. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us know? It is trying very hard to look like this snake that is very poisonous, but it is harmless. It is harmless. You say, Apostle, what are you letting us know? The adversary is working very hard to try and look like God to try and sound like God, to try and do like God. But God is the heavenly father. Look, Satan cannot throw anyone into hell. God says, Robert, 
I can. Satan is going to be thrown, Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, into hell. God said, Robert, I am the one that throws individuals into hell. So understand there is a difference between what is real and a difference between what is false. There's a difference between real sound doctrine and real false doctrine. There's a real difference between real love and fake love. God wants you and I to know and to be acquainted with the real so that we can identify properly when the false is presented. Now, the Lord is flashing in my spirit. Adam in the Garden of Eden and how that after God created man in his own image and after his own likeness, God spoke to the man and said, of all the trees in the garden, thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, do not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. God gave Adam real sound doctrine. God gave Adam the truth. God gave Adam something that he could he could hold on to and something that would stand the test of time. God spoke the truth to his prized creator, his creation, Adam. God spoke truth. God gave Adam what was real. Well, you all know the story just as well as I do. The serpent who was under the influence of the adversary basically came in and said, you will not surely die to the woman with a attempt to get the man to believe that was the case for him as well and bring death into humanity. God told Adam the truth. The serpent under the influence of Satan told man a untruth. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for me, may we not be deceived by the untruths of the adversary and his children. See, not only do we have to deal with the adversary, Satan in spiritual realms, we have to deal with his children in this world, those who are under the influence, under the control of the adversary. God will always speak the truth. God will always tell his children the truth. God will always tell his children to speak the truth. Now, you know, we don't always do that because we don't always listen to God. But that needs to be your goal 
and my goal, my goal as children of God, to always listen to God, who is always telling us the truth, and to always speak for God, who is always telling us to tell others the truth. May that be your portion. May that be my portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So just as God is real love, it is counterfeit love. Just as you can go out and spend nine, ten thousand real Rolex watch. I have bought fake Rolex watches uh, in different countries for twenty dollars. Well, that fake Rolex watch, it, it I still have one. I still have one in my in my drawer. It it is not it is not like the real. It may look shiny in the beginning, like a real Rolex watch, but after a while it starts to fade. It may work pretty good in the beginning, like a real Rolex watch, but over time, it starts having, why? Because it is not real. My prayer for you, my brother, prayer for me. May we experience the real that God has for you and for me, the real doctrine of the word of God, the real blessings of God. Remember now, and the Lord is flashing this in my spirit. When Satan took Jesus up on the pinnacle, he offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth and all their splendor. I mean, he offered Jesus some pretty beautiful looking things to the natural eye. What many might consider blessings from God, but they were not. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we experience and walk after and uh, grasp the true blessings from God and not be deceived by counterfeits. Many counterfeits in this life. Many counterfeit people many counterfeit places, many counterfeit things. And in order to know the counterfeit, you and I need to know the real. In order to know sound doctrine, you know, in order to know a, a, a false doctrine, let me say it like this, you and I need to know sound doctrine. In order to know what God didn't say, you and I need to know what God did say. This is why Jesus, when he dealt with Satan for 40 days and for 40 nights in the wilderness, Satan continued to present nonsense after nonsense after nonsense. Jesus constantly answered, it is written. Everything Satan would present, every counterfeit that Satan would try to present to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ would respond with what is real. See, G Satan would present a thing that was counterfeit. Jesus would, re would respond with, it is written. What is written is real, my brother and sister. 
what men and women are saying that is or doing or thinking that is not written, that's what's counterfeit. Everything Satan presented to Jesus in, in, in Jesus responded, it is written. So in essence, what Jesus was doing, because Jesus knew the truth, because Jesus knew the real, none of Satan's counterfeits worked on him. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we know and experience and be so acquainted with what is real that none of the adversaries counterfeits will work on us. Jesus, Satan presents something. Turn these stones into bread. Jesus will reply, it is written. You know, Satan will reply, I, you know, all these, if you'll bow down and worship me, I'll give you, Jesus, it is written. It is written. What is written? My brother and my sister, that is what is real. Now, you keep running around with what you hear and what people are saying and what people are doing. And at the end of the day, find out that you were deceived or you can take your time, your energy and your effort to study, to show yourselves approved unto God, to find out from God what is real. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we find out from God what is real. How are you going to know a false prophet if you don't know what God says a real one is? How are you going to know false doctrine if you don't know sound doctrine? How are you going to know how are you going to know a lie if you don't know what the truth is? Jesus said, "I, I am the way." the truth and the life. Satan couldn't fool Jesus. He knew the truth too well. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we know the truth too well. That Satan is not able to deceive us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Paul, Paul knew there was a lot of false love in the world then as well as now, Paul knew there was a lot of pretending love going on. Paul said, but this is what love is. Paul said, you need to know what love really is so that you will know what love really is not. Let me say that again. You and I need to know what love really is so that we will know what love really is not. This is why, and the Lord is just flashing my spirit. Some of you ladies out there keep right on getting in the wrong relationship with men, getting into men, getting in relationship with men, later find out that they did, or later found out that that, because you didn't take time to find out what love really is. And so you got deceived by what love really is not. My prayer for you, my prayer for me. May we know what love really is so that we don't have to be deceived by what love really is not. People don't love you and me just because they say so. And any more than I'm the president of the United States just because I say so. Can you imagine that? Do you believe someone is the president of the United States just because they say so? Well, we don't believe that that a person loves us just because they say so. There will be 
proof. To be the president of the United States, there's some proof. I need to see some proof. You know, there'll be some things that, that will prove that you're the president of the United States, if, if that's who you can be. There are some things that will prove that you love me, that I love you, if that is the claim that I'm making. So, my brother and my sister, let us wait for the proof. Let us wait for the proof. People, people tell you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Where's the proof? Reminds me of the old Wendy's commercial. They used to come on maybe about 40 years ago here in the United States. A little old lady would be asking, where's the beef? You know, and she was poking fun at many of the hamburger restaurants here in the United States. Claiming that they were, they had they were this, and claiming that they were that. And this little old lady had a very popular saying: "Where's the beef?" In other words, where's the proof of the claim that you are making? Where is the proof of your love? Whether it's mama, whether it's daddy, whether it's son, whether it's daughter, whether it's sister, whether it's brother, where's the proof? Well, Paul lets us to know how we can tell if someone really loves us. Love is. In other words, here is the proof of love. My prayer for you, my brother, my prayer for me is that we will familiarize ourselves with the proof of love. Paul says in verse 4, 1 Corinthians 13 and 4, love is patient. Love is patient. Love, look, and the Lord is dealing with me. Love realizes that people, places, things are not all that they are going to be. Love says, look, I'm willing to wait. For you to become what God is going to make you. Love is patient. God loves us. He's patient with us. He knows that who we are today is not who we will be maybe 10 years from now or maybe five years from now. He he knows. He's willing to wait. My spirit is going to the prodigal son, his father. This son told his father he wanted his share of the estate, got his share of the estate, and left. Went through many difficult times, hardships, and trials. But when he came back, the father didn't hold the sin that he committed against him, but the father welcomed him with open arms. Why? In essence, the father was saying, I love you, son. I'm willing to wait until you become what God wants you to become. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, but we may we be patient with one another and wait for each other to become. None of us are perfect yet. See, but that is what God has promised if we remain righteous and if we keep aiming for perfection, but none of us are perfect yet. So we have to be willing to wait until 
each other becomes, which is perfect, what God wants us to be. Love is patient. Love is kind. It doesn't envy. You know, love, love is content with where God has it. See, if you, you know, you have a friend that's making, you know, eighty, a hundred thousand dollars a year on the job, and you only making ten thousand dollars dollars a year on the job. If you really love him or you really love her, you won't be envy, envious of him. You'll be thankful for the ten thousand that God has given you, and thankful for the hundred thousand that God has given given your friend. Love, because real love is content. See, Paul talked about in the Philippians, book of Philippians, about how he had learned the secret of being content with whatever state he found himself in. Paul said, look, if I'm making $10,000 a year, I'm content. Paul said, if I'm making $100,000 a year, I'm content. Paul said, I have learned the secret. My prayer for you. My prayer for me, may we learn the secret of being content, because if you and I have not learned the secret of being content, then what you and I are are called malcontent or discontent, meaning that we're not content. There's some people, if if they were making $10,000 a year, they wouldn't be content. If they didn't have a job, they wouldn't be content. If they were making $10,000 a year, they wouldn't be content. If they were making $100,000 a year, they wouldn't be content. My prayer is that God deliver us from the spirit of malcontent, from the spirit of discontentment, and let us experience contentment. In other words, I'm all right where I'm at. No job, I'm all right. God is still God. $10,000 a year, I'm all right. $100,000 a hundred thousand dollars a year, I'm all right. Million dollars a year, I'm all right. Because Paul said, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, which strengthens me. Paul said, It's Jesus Christ that strengthens me. Not whether I have plenty, not whether I have little, not whether I have ten thousand dollars a year, not whether I have a hundred thousand. Paul says, It's Jesus Christ that strengthens me. May Jesus Christ strengthen you. May Jesus Christ strengthen me in his mighty name. Love is content. Ah, love does not boast. Proud. Love does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love is able to forget my brother and my sister. Some of us are not able to forget past hurts, past mistreatments. And every time we see individuals that have hurt us or have mistreated us, we remember. But that's not love. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Say. Uh, love, love will give you and I a Manasseh and an Ephraim. Now you say, Apostle, what does that mean? When Joseph, 
was in Egypt, God blessed him with two sons. And the name of these sons were Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh means the Lord has made me to forget all of the troubles in my father's house. In other words, Manasseh is a divine forgetting. It's a divine cleansing of our mind, of our heart. So we are not carrying around past hurts and past wounds. It's divine. The Lord has made me to forget. See, love will cause you and I to experience a Manasseh. See. And then God blessed Joseph with a son named Ephraim. Ephraim means the Lord has blessed me in the land of my trouble. In other words, Joseph said, look, I've been having a lot of trouble right here in Egypt. I was falsely accused of a crime that I did not commit. I went to prison for many years for this same crime that I didn't commit. I was promised to be remembered by an individual that got out of forgot about me. Joseph said, I have been through I have been through some hard times here, right here in Egypt, but now God is blessing me. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may God bless you. May God give you an Ephraim. May God bless you in the land of your suffering, the place where you have suffered, the country that you have suffered, the city the state that you have suffered. May God turn things around and bless us in the land of our suffering. Manasseh, Joseph's oldest son, Ephraim, Joseph's second born son. Manasseh, the Lord has made me to forget all of the troubles in my father's house Ephraim, the Lord has blessed me in the land of my suffering. May God bless you. May God bless me with a Manasseh and an Ephraim. When you and I walk in God's love, he will bless us with a Manasseh and an Ephraim. Praise the living God. Love. Listen, listen, my brother. Listen, my sister. Always remember that the Bible says God is love. If you ever are wondering, well, what is God? What is God all about? What God is love. He is perfect love. God has perfect love for you. God has perfect love for me. And what he desires is for you and I to walk in that perfection of love towards him. God knows he loves us. God loves us so much that he died for us in the natural. Jesus Christ was God. 
Jesus Christ died for you. Jesus Christ died for me. The question is not, does God love us? That is a given. The question is, do we love God? People go to hell every day. Not because God does not love them. People go to hell because God says, Robert, they don't love me. We are living in a generation, in a dispensation, where men and women don't love God. Bible says they will be God haters in the last days. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, may we not have to find out on the judgment day that we were God haters. God haters is just the opposite of what God wants, which is for you and for me to love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. God haters is the, the, the opposite on the pendulum. God lovers, you only have two types of people in life, my brother, two types of people in life, my sister. God lovers and God haters. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May we be God lovers. You say, Apostle, how can you tell if a person is a God lover? They will love God's word. They will love hearing it. And they will love doing it. God haters, they don't want to hear God. You can tell a God hater immediately. They don't want to hear God's word. God is his word. A God hater will not want to hear God's word and a God hater will not want to do God's word. Those of you who don't want to hear God's word, you're you proving what you are. Because without hearing God's word, you cannot do God's word. God lovers love hearing God's word and God lovers love doing God's word. My prayer for you. My prayer for me. May you and I love hearing God's word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And may you and I love doing God's word. Love does not keep a record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, verse 6 but rejoices with the truth. You see, God's word is truth. In spite of what we are doing, in spite of what we have done, are going to do, God's word is true. Well, love rejoices with God's word. See, when we don't love God, we don't rejoice with his word. That's why we would rather do something else than listen to God's word. But when we when we love God, we love God's word. When we love when we love God, we love the truth. God's word is the truth. And regardless of what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're saying, God's word is the truth. Look at what the Bible says. Verse seven. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. They understand that God, that true love, true love has some characteristics and some things about itself that will always be there for me and for you.
Love will be there for us, but we have to be there for love. We have to be there for love. God is there for you. The question is not whether God is there for you or God is there for me. The question is, are we there for God? God always loves us. The question is not whether God always loves us. The question is whether we always love God. My prayer for you and my prayer for me, may we love God. That is, that's the challenge. The challenge is not trying to get God to love us. That's not, that's not what's on the table. That is a given. What we're trying to do is we are trying to love God. He automatically loves us. Before he even created us, God said, I loved you all. Before he ever created us in our mother's womb, God knew us. God knew what we're going to do. God knew what we're going to say. God knew what we're going to go through. Listen, what you are going through right now, my brother and my sister, God knew it long before he ever formed you in your mother's womb. What I'm going through right now, God knew it before I, he ever formed me in my mother's womb. Love is. Yeah. So we want to familiarize ourselves with what love really is so that we can appreciate uh, when we see it, when we experience it. You know, um, a person may really love you or me, and because we don't know what love really is, we may not even recognize that they really love us. See, if you and I don't know what real love is, we won't know when we are receiving it. Because we don't even know what it is. Being, it's just like being blessed. Being blessed and knowing that you are blessed are two different things. I didn't realize how blessed we were here in the United States. I was sharing that with a sister on yesterday. Until I traveled outside of this great country and saw with my own eyes and experienced with my eyes. And I said, oh my gosh, we are blessed. I didn't know it. Well, that didn't stop me us from being blessed over here because I didn't know it. So being blessed and knowing that you are blessed are two different things. Being healthy and knowing that you are healthy. Being sick. There's some people that have cancer, feeling fine, only have six months left to go to live. Being a thing and knowing that you are a thing are two different things. So may we know what love is so that we can know when people really love us. May we know what real love is so we can know when people are showing us real love. If we don't know what real love is, we don't know when people are showing us real love because we don't even know what it is. 
real love and counterfeit love. They're two different things. God's word tells us what real love is. The world tries to counterfeit love is. Now, uh, the Lord is flashing in my spirit a passage out of the book of Proverbs that says wounds from a friend. In other words, wounds from a person that really loves you can be trusted. But an enemy multiplies kisses or an enemy will tell you things that are sweet to your ear, things that you love to hear. The real love is the wound from the friend. The counterfeit love is the sweet things that you're hearing from the enemy. So understand that real love People that really love you will tell you things that will hurt you, will tell me things that will hurt me. The counterfeit love, the counterfeit friends, they will tell us things that are sweet, that we like, that it, but it's counterfeit. My prayer for you, because if you and I don't know what real love is, if we don't know, and that's what the adversary wants to do in your life and in my life, he wants you not to know the word of God, because then you won't know when you're hearing a lie. He does not want you to know what real love is, because then you won't know when you're experiencing falsehood. He does not want, he loves to see people ignorant. God wants you and I to be in the know. Jesus said, take my yoke upon me, upon you and learn of me. God wants us to learn. Satan wants you and I ignorant. But then because if you were, we're ignorant, then he can tell us some anything and we'll be like, yeah, that's all right. But people that really know God, people that really know God's word, people that really, they're not going, they're not going to just go for the lies and the tricks of the adversary. That is my prayer for you, my brother. That is my prayer for me. You have to know what the real is so that you can know what the false is. If you don't know what the real is, how are you going to know when it's something false? You don't know what a real Rolex watch looks like. How are you going to know when somebody make a counterfeit? If you don't know what a real Gucci bag looks like, how are you going to know when somebody presents you a counterfeit Gucci bag? You have to know very well the real so that you can know very well the false. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. Love is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. May we 
familiarize ourselves so thoroughly with what real love is, with what real Christianity is, with what real worship is. May we familiarize ourselves so well with the real of people, places, and things that we will not be deceived when the adversary and his children offer us something false. Love is. Paul said, here's what love really is. I don't know what you've been believing. I don't know what you heard. I don't know what you thought. Paul says, here is what love really is. The Spirit of God saying, this is what love really is. They're true worshipers and false worshipers. You know, Jesus told the woman at the world, at the woman at the well, that true worshipers are what the Father is seeking. Those who worship God in spirit and in truth, these are the kinds of worshipers that God is looking for. God knows there's a lot of nonsense, a lot of noise being kept, a lot of people putting on a show, putting on that. God said, I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for that nonsense. God says, I'm looking for true worshipers. Those who worship God in spirit and in truth. God is not impressed by noise just for the sake of noise. God is impressed when we worship him in spirit, when we worship him in truth. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me. May we worship God in spirit and in truth so we don't have to stand before the Lord on judgment day and the Lord have to tell us that we were false worshipers that we were not operating in real love. We were operating in false love. Bad thing to have, you know, and the Lord flashed this in my spirit and says, close after I share this with you all. Years ago, I had been, I don't know if it was given to me, but it, it was, it looked like a gold necklace. And I thought, that it was a real gold necklace. I kept it packed away and tucked away in case I ever fell on hard times. I thought what I will do is sell this gold necklace if I need to and get me some money if times were tight. So I held on to this, what I thought to be a real gold necklace for many, many years. And I ran into some tight financial situations many years ago. I said, well, what I'll do is I'll take this uh, gold necklace, sell it, and get the money. I need 
the money for this gold necklace. And after many years, finally took the gold necklace to the goldsmith. And the goldsmith had to tell me, Apostle, this is not a real gold necklace. I said, what? I said, Apostle, this is counterfeit. All those years, I thought I had a real gold necklace. I was looking forward to the proceeds from that necklace and using them to do some things that I had to do, only to find out at the end of the day that my necklace was not real gold. You say, Apostle, what is the parable? What is the message? May you and I not have to find out on judgment that our worship was false, that our love was false, that our relationship with God was false, as I had to find out that necklace was false. Let us find out the real so that we can spot and stay away from false. Well, Spirit of God is telling me that's enough. May God continue to bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on each of you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters, Kinston, North Carolina, USA, signing out. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I